This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. Well, is there a bigger investment story than what's happening in Europe with the ongoing Greek debt crisis? Well, for some analysts, the crash in stock prices in China has them far more worried than the Greek tragedy. But more on this, joined by Michael Campbell, host of Canada's top-rated financial show, Money Talks. Mike, how are you? Well, I, you know, I'm busy. Boy, oh boy, no <laughs> kidding. What a couple of weeks here. Well, let's start with this. Bring our listeners up to date with what's happening in China, Mike. Well, what's got everybody's attention are the massive drops in the in the various Chinese stock indices. Uh, you know, they started June 12th seems to be the pivotal day. And what is so weird about that is that, uh, you know, a lot of investors in China were anticipating a big jump in the stock markets because it was the president's birthday. And uh, it didn't happen. The Shanghai index dropped 2%. But apparently what uh, is being interpreted there is that people sort of thought, hey, maybe the Chinese government doesn't control everything. But the bottom line is, regardless of the reason, I mean, you're watching these declines. About a third of the Shanghai index has been uh, wiped out since June 12th. I mean, we're talking now in the neighborhood of $4 trillion. Uh, but you've got even on their smaller indexes even more. I mean, the one that just blew me away, I'm watching the Asian markets trade last night, and it sort of go, okay, here's the Hong Kong index down 500. Oh, down 700. Oh, it's down 900. It's down 1,000. And then it finishes down 1,400. And 58 points, wow. a single day's trading. What, what's behind this then, Mike? What's behind the drop? Well, I think what the unraveling part is here is that uh, the most amount of money in the history of stock markets was borrowed to be in that Chinese market. It had had a huge run-up in the last year and a bit. And, uh, you know, 20 million accounts were opened, Sean, in uh, the April and May period alone. Obviously, those people are well underwater. But what happens if you've borrowed money, called margin, to get into stocks? As those stocks start falling, you get asked for more collateral collateral to protect the lender. Well, the way to get, come up with that collateral is you're sort of forced to sell the stocks. And that's really what's happened. So this kind of abrupt selling begets more. And it, I mean, it starts with the fact that they had had a big rise, that there's profits to be taken, but then it gains a momentum on its own as this sort of margin debt gets unraveled. Well, you've been saying that the next leg of the financial crisis will start in earnest this fall. Is this part of that bigger debt problem? Yeah, I think it is. I think debt is the real key thing that's happening in the world. I mean, we've got lots of evidence. That's one of those no-kidding Sherlock statements. But the bottom line is that, you know, the two questions are, yeah, who owes the money, but who lent them the money? Uh, that's another big question. And I do believe, you know, recently we've seen Puerto Rico, we've seen Greece. Yes. Now, this is a debt-related problem in China. I mean, people are very worried about the underlying Chinese economy and the amount of debt that's been allowed to explode in that country. So that's really a debt problem. And everything is countrywide there. It's sovereign. You know, Greece is a, a government debt problem. Well, so is this really a government debt problem in China. Well, what is the government doing? What, what measures is it taking to try to stop this? Well, you know, this, I think, just blew people's away because the Chinese government is worried, and they've stepped in. And they've done all sorts of stuff. For example, you are not allowed to have an initial public offering anymore at this point. Wow. Uh, the Chinese securities uh, just banned major shareholders or, or some like a corporate executive or director. They're not allowed to sell any stock for the next six months. 
They got together with uh, 21 brokerage houses, and they obviously strong-armed them into buying $21 billion worth of stock, plus their own wealth uh, fund buying going in there. So obviously, the Chinese government has been very concerned, but we've had other things. We had about 1,300 companies yesterday not trading. They requested that their stocks don't get traded that day, uh, you know, which represented about $2.6 trillion worth of shares, you know, 40% of the market's whole capitalization. And so companies literally are phoning up and saying, don't put me on the market market today, which is also more problems because when they come back on, people are saying, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to get my money out. So what, what does this mean for us? What are the implications for our markets and economy? Well, I think people just hate the uncertainty. Uh, number two, they know that China has internal debt problems. They have this shadow banking system that's uh, awash in debt. You know, it started with the property markets, and now it's getting into the stock, got into the stock market, rather. We're concerned on over here, though, about China, because let's face it, without China, our economic growth would have been significantly less than the west of Canada, because China was providing a huge amount of the demand for our commodities, which, of course, pushed those prices up. So it's not a surprise to be like oil prices weak or copper prices down to six-year lows here. The Chinese economy, is, is if people have to get, this is a big shift, 24-year uh, low right now in economic growth. So that's another big issue there. Uh, here's the other interesting one. Uh, let's get past this initial opening period. And I believe this will encourage money to flow further into the states. I mean, one of the big themes we've had on Money Talks is to watch the strength in the U.S. dollar. Because every time there was world certainty, money wasn't going into gold. And we got the, we absolutely picked the top in gold, said don't get in there any longer. Pick the U.S. dollar. And that's what we've seen. I think that can continue. I think it spells sort of after this initial shock, this potential uh, credit uh, contagion, that I think, in fact, in the end, the U.S. will benefit from this. So, so then what's the big lesson for investors here? You know, the big one for me is I sit there and I said, remember how fast things can change is number one, and then equally, number one A is this. There's a lot of concerns about liquidity in the world, Sean. Like, for example, uh, we seem to have a lot of groupthink going on, and there's $79 trillion managed in money in the world. So what happens if there's sort of a shift, and all of a sudden people start thinking, you know what, I think interest rates really are going up. I'm going to get out of the bond market. Or I think this stock market rise is ended. I'm going to get out of that. Who's going to be on the other side of that trade? I mean, we're talking massive amounts of money flooding a market in one direction or another. On the upside, obviously, that's easier to take. But what China's showing us is look what happens on the downside. Look what happens when the sellers absolutely overwhelm the buying side of that. I think that's the message here. And what tells me as an, uh, personally as an investor is, you know, I'm a cautious person. Uh, I know we can always live to fight another day. I don't need to make every cent that's on the table. So as I say, I look at the level of uncertainty uh, out of Greece, out of Europe, now in China, and other parts of the world, and it tells me, you know what, if I've got some high flyers, maybe I take the profit now. At the very least, it tells me, let's go consult with my financial advisor and make sure I'm not more exposed than I want to be. You know, I think it's prudent at this point to have some cash raised in your portfolio. Uh, you know, mainly as an insurance policy, because once things turn, what China's reminded us of, that, that, you know, they can turn very abruptly. And we've got lots of other ex- uh, examples, for example, like oil. Once the sentiment turned against oil, look out below. Unbelievable. Mike, we'll have to leave it there. Talk to you next week, and uh, we'll Sean. catch you on Saturday. Mike Campbell, host of Money Talks here Saturday mornings on News Talk 980 CKNW.
This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. Oh.